0: Joining us now our good friend Mr. Albat. Good morning, Al.
1: Hey, good morning everyone. We have a snow day. Isn't that something? <laughs> we just uh, we we get so used to nice weather, you know, nice. I guess that's a relative a word that <laughs> yeah, it sure is because a lot of people that are into I like snowshoeing and things and there's skiers and snowmobilers, but we get used to just no snow, I guess, and then all of a sudden we get snow, and we go, oh my gosh, we do get winter yet, and uh, I guess it was bound to happen, even though uh, we just, uh, you know, I I was just complimenting a friend who drives a snowplow, and he has (laughs) done so for 25 years. I said, "This is the best work you've ever done." <laughs> it's just the roads are so clean, and he, you know, and hardy, har, har, har. <laughs> right. But uh, today, I know he's out there slaving away, and uh, we are so lucky to have people that that just do such a wonderful job in clearing our roads. I have been in other states where uh, it's not it's not this good uh, they just uh the guys here and they get i suppose there's you know is there a lady snowplow driver i bet there is i i just think and i've never encountered one but oh. i bet there's a, a lot of them
0: and you know places. that just reminds me there was that snowplow naming contest and i guess i never rec i never learned the, the winner so i'm gonna have to look that up and, and figure that out because now that they're actually on the road now they can you know we can say hey look at there's bubba or whatever its name is
1: I yeah, it was like snowy snow face or something. There, people were recommending. uh, Yeah, and I will say this: I bet if there's a woman a snow plow driver, she probably does a better job than the men because she'll pay more attention to the little details and just make sure everything is clean. You know, that's funny
0: because you know people would always say to my dad because we were he just had us three girls on this giant dairy farm, and they would always say, "Oh." Don't you wish you had boys? And my dad would say, well, no, why? Well, you know, <laughs> help around with the farm work. And my dad said, my girls can do anything any guy can do and probably do it better, and they know when to stop before they get something into deep trouble. You know, like if you get stuck or something, he figured the, the guy would just drive it, you know, keep trying to get out and bury it. He says, at least they know when to stop and, and ask for help. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh i know i've said this many times my mom could do uh, anything any of us mm-hmm. did she didn't always want to and uh, i can see why working with us you know we've yelled <laughs> and we're bossy and that sort of thing why she wouldn't want to do it but and Dad always said uh, you, you should get your mother to milk the cows all the time because we oh. get a lot more milk and we make more money when she does. And I said, well, Dad, it's easy to figure out because Mom isn't screaming at them all the time. So it's just... Uh, Patience, and Dad yes. loved the cows. But we were just, we were a loud bunch. So that's just the way <laughs> life is sometimes. Um, Jennifer and Lily, last year, we kind of ran out Last year, last week, kind of ran out of time. Well, I guess, yeah, it wasn't quite... Last year, uh, about Jennifer, uh, Jennifer and Lily asking about keeping woodpeckers away from siding, and there's oh, you know, I've talked to people through the years that have put bird scare balloons. They have a balloon on there that has eyes on it. I I don't think that really does much. Uh, Bird scare tape, it's called flash tape. It's Mm -hmm. mylar tape, and they suspend the streamers above the uh, affected surface about a foot apart. They put fake owls out, which uh, work for about five minutes. They put pie tins and CDs, have them hang down one of the things that does work is like linseed oil it's best for small pea-sized holes maybe and you can just put it in there It uh, this kills insects that are attracted or attracting the woodpeckers and you can get the then you fill a hole with a color match wood putty there's wood treatments that also will kill the insects in there that actually does work uh, another option, if if they're just drumming on the siding, then there's drumming boards that you can put out. But, you know, they're like uh, a lot of things. If you buy your cat a toy <laughs> or, or something where they can sharpen their claws, they'd much rather sharpen their claws on your sofa than that post you get them. They just,
0: or, or the box. It, my, it, my cats seem it, to, if you bring something home and you have a box, they just love scratching on the box
1: yeah somebody sent me a video of a guy. He put tape down on the floor in a square, and his cat sits in that tape oh like, <laughs> like like a box taper <laughs> yeah so it just and, and uh, it's one of the things i I really like to know what is it with cats and <laughs> something that even looks this cat apparently was a mime that it would get in that box, but it's uh, woodpeckers, will they drum on what you put up there for them to drum on, perhaps and perhaps not. Uh, a lot of put people will put like hardware cloth over the, the, the area or netting or something, and that will certainly help. It helps if you put it like an inch away, so if you can uh, arrange it so it's away from the siding. Uh, folks will put suet out uh, just to keep them eating something else but there's a a lot of different ways and do they all work it's like most things uh, some of them might work and a lot of them will not. Uh, Roger Davidson sent me a thing from the Bell Museum is uh, aiming to collect dead wildlife from birds to bats to coyotes and they use it for various things at the Bell Museum but they plan to have a website up soon So if you say, boy, I've got a trunk full of dead things I've been collecting all year, uh, you know, you might find a place that will have them at the Bell Museum up in the Twin Cities. Joan Peterson saw a mess of trumpeter swans on Freeborn Lake. Rose Shea, uh, she saw Loon Lake at Loon Lake. She saw Northern Shoveler. She might have saw Loon Lake at Northern Shoveler, too. That's in Waseca County. Uh, Diedrich Benz, he saw a cackling goose in Mauer County. And Tim Scott sent me a thing as coal miners in North Dakota unearthed a seven-foot-long mammoth tusk buried for thousands of years. The discovery was made in May at the Freedom Mine near Beulah, located about 80 miles northwest of Bismarck. And uh, Tim added a, a little postscript that there is one at the New Ulm Historical Society as well. The first bird, Happy New Year everybody, the first bird I saw on New Year's Day was an American crow. I guess that's no surprise to anybody. It's challenging to sidestep a crow. They're just out there. This one had a scholarly look, so I suspect a crow had made a point of being the first bird spotted in a new year. Crows are a big believer in causes. Uh, The popular holiday tune, The Twelve Days of Christmas, is a bird lover's delight, and the lucky recipient ends up with 23 birds by the end of the song. It's one partridge, two turtle doves, three French hens, four calling birds, six geese, and seven swans. And I will say there's more than that because I think the rings are ringneck pheasants, so there'd be some more added in there, or perhaps uh, what they call them gold spinks, I think in England, which would be gold finches. But also the in the original version it was four collie birds, C O L L Y, uh, not four calling birds. What is that? Collie birds was a name given to the blackbirds, and that blackbird differs from those of this country. It's a common European thrush, so it'd be more like a robin. And the male has a black plumage and a yellow bill. Uh, Merriam-Webster's entry for collie notes that it derives from the old English word for coal and means to blacken with or as if with soot. The Oxford English Dictionary defines the color of coal or collie bird as an old popular name for a blackbird. So collie is a direct word for coal dust. So a bird the color of a coal, it could be a crow in my version of the song. And this collie bird or calling bird was calling or cawing. And I love crows. Man, they know more than I'll ever suspect about crows. They are just intelligent, intelligent critters. I do Christmas bird counts. I decide where I think birds might be. Then I find them and look at them. It's pretty simple. And being out among them gives me a wonderful experience. I enjoy visiting with the people I meet, getting some walking in and seeing lovely birds. And I looked for rough-legged hawks, which I called Christmas hawks when I was a lad. It's a hawk with feathered feet for warmth. I can't grow the feathers, so I wear wool socks. These hawks feed on small mammals, movable feasts. I saw none of this bird. The nice weather we had at that time might have kept the raptors north. They had no reason to move around much. I can't count the birds in my yard because my yard isn't within a CBC circle, but I never cease to be amazed by how the birds know everything about everything in the yard. I feed the birds and they feed my curiosity. It's a story filled with drama and sunflower seeds. And we got a a, a message from somebody asking about box elder bugs,
0: Karen? Yes somebody was wondering what do the box elder bugs eat when they're in your house.
1: You know I I've told everybody uh, so many times uh, that I'm probably getting sick of hearing how much I like box elder bugs. <laughs> I just think they're beautiful, beautiful. They are true bugs. They have piercing sucking mouth parts so they extract sap from various parts of plants. Is it just box elder bugs? No, they'll also consume seeds and things produced by other maple species and plants. They'll do ash, spirea, strawberry, honeysuckle, oh, what else? Plum, cherry, peach, grape, apple, as well as the maples. So they have a lot of things that they will eat on. They don't seem to really damage the trees. They're just one of the things that trees put up with. What do they eat when they come into our homes? It's pretty simple. Nothing. They just uh, they don't eat at all. They can congregate. We see them in the fall in large numbers on the sunny side of our houses. Uh, They don't really do any damage there. They're happy to spend the winter in cozy crevices around our house they like us but they don't eat anything and they you know if you want a picture of an insect in the wintertime they can make themselves available on short notice <laughs> so you can practice your photography they're generally inactive when they're in our house however during mild sunny days indoors box elder bugs can become Active with the warmer temperatures, they as they wake up, they will follow the warmth into the home living area, so they might be out in our entryway or something, and then they find a way where the warmth is and they've been oh you know they like to hide in walls or attics and then they move towards the windows and other sunny areas so that's why sometimes in the middle of winter you look down and here's a box elder bug headed towards your living room to warm up by the tv or something like that is it
0: survival so then in the spring they go outside or do they just like oh here's a place let's hang out till we die or what what do they do
1: yeah, no, they will. Uh, certainly some of them do uh, tip over while they're in here. They, they just, they're not long-lived. But a lot of them can make it through the, the winter, and then they will head outside. And uh, they just, uh, they don't leave a note saying thanks, but I know they they, <laughs> they meant to. You know how it is when you're traveling, and they got to get going, and they just don't have the time. So, yeah, they do leave us, and... Uh, start to everything all over again the, the life cycle of uh, box elder bugs the females lay their they have red eggs which is a surprise because everything they have is kind of red and the crevices of they they really like box elder bark to mm. lay their eggs but they could lay them somewhere else, and then they hatch in like two weeks, and then we get these reddish black nymphs. So they're they're pretty cool insects. Uh, they are true bugs. Can- so it's nice
0: can the the nymphs uh, sometimes are they all red because i know in the spring i thought they were lady beetles which are very destructive to uh, lilies or lily beetles i mean and i saw some but they were all red and i don't think they were the lily beetles so what else could they or might they have have been could those have been the nymphs of something
1: they sure could have been and it's very possible they would have been these guys and they're uh the the red jumps out at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them will have a little bit of black on them somewhere, and then they get they get a little more black as they become adults. But yeah, you'll see them, and I guess about the only way to describe them is a big pile of them. They're yes, just in a yeah a little pile, and they're again they're just uh, something really neat to see, and it's kind of uh, one of the things here in this part of the world that we uh, we get to enjoy every year and you know i'm not unhappy to see that little guy in a warm day in the winter uh, strolling through my office it, it keeps my cat entertained and uh, i if it's warm enough i can put him outside but usually in the winter it's not warm enough so i just kind of let him let him go his way wherever he's going i figure he knows what he's doing much more than i do
0: So, Al, before you go, I've got a couple of texts that just came in that I want to share with you, and one is from our friend Jennifer and her daughter Lily. She says, Hello, ma'am. Please ask the bird guy about loons. My husband, Derek, would like to know if loons' feet are truly set too far apart to walk on land. If so, where do they lay their eggs? Thank you, Jennifer and Lily.
1: Yeah, and they they really are, and they can kind of, oh, yeah. how would you put it, kind of, uh, sh- uh, not even shuffle. They can just kind of move around when they, get, when they need to get on the nest or something. I uh, One year I picked one up. It was at the Skyline Mall in Albert Lee, Minnesota. Somebody called and said there's this huge bird, and it looks like a loon. We had got quite a bit of rain, and I'm sure when the loon was flying over, he looked down on that paved, parking lot and it looked like water so he came down with a bang i would guess hitting that thinking it's water and i went down and oh you know it was a merry chase uh, me with a big old blanket and everything and i finally caught the poor thing and the only reason i could catch him is he really couldn't walk Uh, he moved about a little bit you know but it was you couldn't call it walking There. There, the name loon comes from lame, and it just means that it's unable to walk. So, it And I caught him and checked him out. I had to be real careful because, boy, they have that dagger-like bill. And I let him go in the water, and he, he dove, just went completely out of sight. So I figured, well, he's okay. But it was, uh, it, it, we attracted a small crowd while this was going on because it was still raining. Had it not been raining, we'd had up... We'd had all kinds of people with their cell phones and everything taking pictures, so that was that was probably all right. We didn't have them otherwise. I don't know where I'd ended up chasing this poor loon around. So, they, And I'm sure some would have referenced a lunatic in pursuit of a loon or something. <laughs> or at least that's what I would have put on there had I been doing it. But it uh, they really are not meant to be on land. And it's so interesting. One thing before I get to the rest of your question, Jennifer and Lily, is they are they leave. The adults leave and they leave the young ones up there before they can fly really so the young ones are all by themselves at this time they're they're big but they they you know everybody left them. mom and dad are gone and they go off to meet with a bunch of other loons before they head south so the young loons learn how to uh, fly by themselves they learn how to migrate by themselves it's just incredible that they go through all this. Uh, As far as their loons their nests are hidden and in protected areas along lake shorelines and they will use human-made nesting platforms and again they are like airplanes in that they need a runway for a takeoff in order to gain enough speed for liftoff they need from 30 yards to a quarter of a mile i know you're saying quarter of a mile would well, depend on the wind mm. to run across the top of the water while flapping their wings so it's, uh, they are amazing creatures, and thanks for asking about that, them, Jennifer and Lily, and yeah, they're just, that's why we don't, I was at the Golden Bubble uh, the other night here the, over the weekend, and it's, uh, when I was a kid, it was where they had wedding dances almost every weekend, so it was just part of your weekend that you went to somebody's wedding dance over there, and we'd stay until a guy, a neighbor would sing the auctioneer song by Leroy Van Dyke, and as soon as he saying that, we knew it was time to pack up and get out of there. But uh, there were no loons dancing there. So that's one of the problems. They can dance on the water a little bit, but they cannot dance on the land.
0: So. Well, if they right. are left alone like that, so the babies, are, aren't they really vulnerable? And does that reduce the populations or don't doesn't anything seem to bother them?
1: Yeah, they get, they're pretty good size. So you, if, oh. Boy, you know, what would bother me, like a bald eagle? A a number of things will take them when they're real small, but when they get some size, if you're an eagle, you're saying, do I really want to mess with that loon? Because look at that bill on the thing. Even though it's maybe young, it could still do me great harm. And if you're an eagle flying down and attacking this loon and you get hurt you're a goner. Unless some kind of soul finds you and takes you to the Raptor Center, you're not going to make it. So when you're hunting as an eagle, you have to you have to just say, "Do is this worth it? Is this worth taking a chance? And I suppose if they're starving would be the time when they'd go after almost anything. A number of the young bald eagles I've taken to uh, the Raptor Center through the years had probably flown into a tree, Oh <laughs> and who knows who knows what they were doing? I know I was fifteen years old, and Donnie Byer and I ran into one another 's car um, it just uh, it 's a long story with it, but it didn't work out real well, but neither one of our dads were very happy with us but so uh You know, when you're young like that, like those young bald eagles, they just haven't figured out everything. And apparently at 15 years old, we weren't uh, (laughs) nearly the drivers that we thought we were. Although I blame Donnie because he was 16. He should have known better, but that's...
0: So, Al, I've also got another, a couple more texts for you here. One says, please let Al know for the last few days we have seen and heard large flocks of Canadian geese flying south. Also, there is a bald eagle that fishes the Watanwan River in Garden City daily. Beautiful bird, and we enjoy watching it.
1: Oh, that is really neat. I stopped at a... um, at St. John's—it's a—it's uh, called a St. John's campus, and it has uh, senior housing of various forms. And the people there are watching the bald eagles. Uh, they have a bald eagle cam. And it shows the bald eagles coming into the nest and checking out the nest now. And you say, well, why would they be doing that? They wouldn't be nesting yet. But they're in there. It's a pair bonding activity, and they're in there saying, is there maintenance that needs to be done on this? So they're, they are checking out for when they do start laying eggs. So it it is just so cool to see bald eagles. When I was in uh, Haines, Alaska, we did not have many eagles for a couple years because uh, there was no salmon but this last year I think we had 1,194 we counted which is way under what it used to be but I'm guessing their numbers will be coming back because we have a lot of salmon there now so thanks.
0: I was out on the lake on Sunday I was actually doing some gardening things because the ground finally froze hard so I was putting mulch down on my garden beds and I on the lake were literally thousands and thousands of geese. There was just a patch of open water on Lake Washington, and a couple of uh, big swans. So it was. I thought to myself, well, you know, the water's still open, so it's probably going to be really cold and freezing up. So, will they say, "Oops, we better head south now"? Or what will happen to the either the swans and or the the geese now?
1: Yeah, and they're both wearing uh, a down down clothing. So boy, they can and their feet can take the cold so they will move to where there's open water. On the Christmas bird counts we had a lot of Canada geese uh, quite a few mallards but way more Canada geese. We had a lot of trumpeter swans. I see Geneva Lake here has a lot of trumpeter swans as well as Freeborn Lake but they they can take the cold. Uh, What they need is food so if they can find a place with open water And and food, that's what they need. And swans, uh, somebody had asked me the other day where they might see swans in Minnesota in the winter. And these are trumpeters, and it's where there's open water and abundant food supply. And Minnesota's wintering swans benefit from at least two power plant sites that discharge warm water. There's Xcel Energy's Monticello Nuclear Power Plant, and uh, if I'm going to get the name right, I I believe it's just Otter Tail Power Company's coal-fired power plant in Fergus Falls. And you might find swans in a crossword puzzle because a three letter word meaning a male swan is a cob. Oh. And a three letter word meaning a female swan is a pen. So uh, you'll find them in crossword puzzles. Thank a you.
0: Because I do crossword yeah. puzzles, and there's things like that where I just do not know. And I'll say, hey, Google, what's the <laughs> name for a male <laughs> swan? And I know that's kind of cheating, but hey, you know what? Uh, use your resources.
1: I remember when we were first married, I'd uh, locate, like, a New York Times or something and bring it back and would work that crossword puzzle, you know. And, oh, gosh, it was it was a battle, and they were just determined to do that. But, boy, if we'd had Google, then we'd just <laughs> whiz through that baby. I just.
0: <laughs> and our friend John sent a note to John in New Ulm. He said, I went Christmas caroling. I sang I'm Dreaming of a Brown Christmas. Nobody noticed the word change maybe because i sang to an empty house almost comedy oh. by john
1: <laughs> john next year you have to go door to door uh, i and karen's probably done that yes. i've done that mm-hmm. and i uh, uh, just got a bunch of uh, friends and we went out door to door and i was at a christmas party this year and two young ladies came in and sang and they were beautiful up to the point where they forgot the words oh. <laughs> um, you Oops. know and they two young ladies one looked at the other one and, and then the, the one was singing the one stopped and the one looked at the other one like what's wrong and and then they were both lost for a little while but uh, uh we gave them all kinds of food and sent them on their way it was wonderful it just uh it, it's just a wonderful thing when they come around and do that we did not know either one of them
0: but, nice. but it
1: was really and they had beautiful voices.
0: So, Al, when you've sang in choral groups, probably like I have, choirs and things, because I know you you're a singer. And if you forgot the words, and you're in a big choral choral group, you just mouth watermelon, 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 or some. Okay. I think go meow, meow, meow. So, what was your little trick that you used?
1: I didn't have any problem because all I was instructed to mouth the words only at at all times. So I was just up there, and it looked like I was singing, but I I wasn't.
0: They needed (laughs)
1: another tall guy to balance out the choir, right? They they recruited me and said, "Just," uh, they said, "Whatever you do, Al, do not sing." Yeah, that promise, promise you won't sing. I said, "All right, I promise." Uh, You know, and they, I. My mom thought I'd be a singer but boy I just uh, I don't know I love I love music and uh, I do all right on uh, you know the kind of songs that Johnny Cash could sing really well the, those kind of songs you I can do, because a lot of his were almost like talking. Uh. And I'm not taking anything away from Johnny Cash. I really enjoyed him. But a lot of his were he just kind of talked his way through the songs. And I'm good at those. But, boy, the ones that require real talent, I'm amazed at singers. And I was at one the other day where a young woman sang at her mother's funeral. And I don't know how you do that. I I give eulogies a lot, and I cry during every one, and I don't, and boy, how you can get up and sing, Uh, you know, during the eulogy, if you break down and cry, it's pretty cool, but you don't want to do that while you're singing, I guess.
0: You know, Al, I've done, I've sang at my dad's funeral, my mom's funeral, my sister's funeral, and my niece's funeral, and there's something about when you're a, a performer, you sort of you sort of, I think you just realize this is you. You've got to do this and get through it. And so, I, I guess wow. I, I always have and been able to do that. People were like, "Well, how do you do that?" But it's just, oh. I don't know. It's, it's something. I guess you have to kind of separate yourself a little bit. Maybe
1: you're an amazing person, Karen. I always knew that, but boy, I just, <laughs> uh, I marvel at folks that can do that. Like I say, I, I've given eulogy of people I didn't even know, and I've cried. It just, uh, you oh. know, yeah.
0: But you're like Good my hard. husband. He he watches. I mean, he'll watch a TV show and then and I think it's really stupid. And he'll go. He'll, he'll, he'll have tears in his eyes. And he goes, "Yes, I'm crying." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I was understand like, well, that. Why? I don't know." <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's made differently, Al.
1: <laughs> I cried during those commercials. Are. Uh, our- public service announcements with uh, two of my granddaughters about uh, mistreated dogs and cats. Oh, the lady was singing <laughs> in there. And we're all crying. One of them started crying first, so I'm going to blame her. And then the second one, <laughs> and then I'm crying. And then my wife came in and said, looked at me and said, what did you do now? So I, I didn't really
0: do anything well Al, have you before you go i want to talk about not crying at at things but wanting a disease because have you ever seen those commercials for things like Jardiance and sky rizzy and all those and it looks like those people are having such a great time and you it thinks i wish i had diabetes or i wish i had psoriasis (laughs) (laughs) because because you watch them and they're all it's so glorious anyhow that's
1: yeah 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 my we used to, they had the baseball game of the week and it was brought to us by, to us by Falstaff beer. Uh-huh. And the, the people are always having such a good time. A lot of times there were cartoon characters and things. And my okay. mom would always say, you know, people don't have that good a time all the time when they're drinking. I just want you to know that. I said, I got you, mom. <laughs> so and those Baptists. Hey, thanks for sitting on the front porch with Karen and me. Uh, Lowell Schwalbe died in Arizona recently. I know nobody there, you don't know Lowell Schwalbe, but fellow Midwesterners, have you noticed how many people we know buy the farm, get out of the canoe, or kick the bucket in Arizona, Texas, and Florida at this time of year? You suppose it's because they miss the wintry delights of their homeland? Maybe they crave the challenge of determining which lump of snow is their parked car after a blizzard. But Lowell directed the New Richland Heartland Band when it marched in the Rose Parade in Pasadena. I was disappointed it did not march to Pasadena. But uh, Mr. Schwalbe volunteered to drive football players home after practice. He was one of those guys, a bunch of um dads and teachers would drive us home because, well, we needed adult supervision, and I still do. And I remember the afternoon, he picked me up at school along with another player and one of the band's tuba players. There were no divided highways on the journey to our rural homes. We were gravel road kids, which uh, was an early version of the Cabbage Patch Kids. I got into the back seat with a tuba player behind me and I sat down slid across to make room for him and a dog a big dog halted my progress it sat there and growled at me I believe it was a Doberman pincher but it could have been a German shepherd the memory fogs but whatever it was it wasn't happy to see me and it chomped onto my jacket and shook its head vigorously and Mr. Schwabe looked back and said calmly slap him And I said, you slap him. I don't think he likes me. Uh, The whole drive home, the dog held on to my coat. And I I arrived home unscathed and was none the worse after the obstinate dog's jaws were pried away from my sleeve, now soaked in canine slobber. But it could have been worse. It's just like the weather today. It could have been worse. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Karen, for your splendid company. Uh, get out there and do something wild. Take a look at a bird. Remember, Heartland is well worth driving past.
0: Hey, Al, it's always great to have you on. We'll chat with you next week. Happy, happy rest I of your day. I look it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.